Get him stopped. Get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar did not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he done a double somersault backwards. My car will go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know, he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Inflated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows, and if you ain't right, they'll send your ass to the rear. Hello again, everyone. My name is Ross Weiss, and welcome to Open Red, the official podcast of the War of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series, and the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series presented by Toyota. Tanner Holmes is our guest on the show this week. Of course, Tanner tapped to fill the Shark Racing 1A seat through the latter part of the season after Jacob Allen vacated that ride going into the Knoxville Nationals. Tanner, great kid, has a really cool presence on social media and is uh, very well known for the vlogs he does on his YouTube channel with nearly 70,000, 80,000 followers that that channel has grown into. So really great kid, very well spoken. Got to learn a little bit about his, about his background, what's gone into kind of hopping in that 1A here for the latter part of the season. But uh, again, really great kid, really well spoken. About a half an hour interview this week. You're going to learn a lot here about Tanner Holmes this week on Open Red. So this will now become an open red flag situation. Join us on the phone line today is Tanner Holmes, as I said earlier. And, and Tanner, you know, you're, you're about a month and a half, you know, several weeks into your, your time here in the, in the one a with shark racing. How, how do you kind of self grade, uh, your, your time on the road here so far with the sharks and the one a car? Yeah, I think so far it's actually been pretty good just because I, you know, we've had a couple nights where I think you would say we, we, we stood out, you know, and, and, uh, and prove that we can, we can be here with the outlaws and, and that I can run with them, uh, you know, just made scattered starts in, in years past in my family car when, um, when the outlaws rolled through, uh, Washington and then ran the gold cup last year as well. But, um, so, you know, didn't, didn't run with them a lot and, and never ran with them at, at some of the places in the Midwest that we've already raced. So, um, so far it's, it's been great. And I think it also just shows how, uh, you know, shark racing has a proven program that obviously they've done it, you know, Jacob's won races, Logan's won tons of races and just about on every stage at, you know, all sorts of tracks, uh, they've been competitive and, and are just as, just as good as anybody in the pit area. Uh, so it's been great, you know, just jumping in. I, I think, you know, we're probably a solid B, B, you know, probably like a B right now. Um, just because, you know, we, we've had some of our struggles, you know, your, your time on the tour is definitely not all, um, you know, sunshine and rainbows, I would say, you know, it's just how it goes. It's, it's not easy, but, but we have had some nights where we've had really good speed and made some dashes and drew well. And, um, you know, two top fives and, and, you know, been kind of right there, I think where if things go different, maybe we're a car that could win the race. Uh, so just want to keep like replicating that and working towards, uh, putting together whole nights and qualifying. Well, uh, that's kind of, you know, the name of the game out here. Tell me how the, the deal kind of came together for you to initially get in the one a there at Jackson. So it was, it was literally, I mean, it was as quick and as, as you know, as, as it could be. This was uh, nothing that was like no secret that I was holding that I was, you know, scheduled to, to upload this big news way ahead of time. It was literally Saturday at Knoxville Nationals. You know, I mean, I didn't have a, a crazy 410 Nationals by any means. I think we were fast and like we qualified good, but just didn't capitalize and just wasn't great in traffic. And I was still, you know, I'm still figuring out, I was still figuring out Knoxville and, um, you know, did have a good run during 360 Nationals, but 
overall, like our trip was good. We had been out in the Midwest for about four weeks since so we were kind of doing like our own little, uh, like our own little tour, just, uh, you know, um, go, go see tracks we've been to before, but also like, you know, just, you know, trying to get my name out there and run well. And obviously anytime you can take a, a family operation and race with the best teams in the country, it's going to make us better. And so then when we come home, when we want to go travel again, like we are, we're ready to go. Um, and, and we, and we're building our, building our notebook uh, for our little team, I guess you could say. So 410 nationals, you know, we, we had speed. I think, you know, we, you know, we had moments here and there where we were good. And um, basically at the end of it, it was just the final night. And I was like, all right, we're, we're heading home tomorrow. I was kind of starting to feel ready to be home because it had been about four weeks gone. Um, and, and I do, I love the West coast and whatnot. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm about ready to be home. Like this will be cool to experience 410 nationals. Never done it before, you know, final night, all these people here. It had just been a great trip and let's just keep the car in one piece and load her back up and back home we go. And then, you know, about five o'clock rolls around, we're in the pits and Bobby was, Alan was behind the car and, uh, he was on his moped that he rides around, you know, and whatnot. So. I, uh, I'm like, well, he's, you know, kind of looks like maybe he wants to talk to, to someone here or maybe he has a question. I don't know. And so I walk up and that's usually just what I do. You know, if anybody's at the car or whatever, like I'm, I'm usually the one that goes and interacts. So I walk over and I had my sunglasses on and he asked, he said, who, who drives the car? And, um, and I was, I took my sunglasses off and I was like, oh, that's, that's me. And my name's Standard. Nice to meet you, you know? Um, and so we just get to talking real quick and what, you know, obviously Bobby's a great character. He's such a good person. Uh, and you know basically within 120 seconds the the opportunity was out there that they need someone to run the 1a for the rest of the year um and i think both and my dad actually had walked up quickly after i did um and and like i said basically right away i think it was it was a it was a yes but not a 100 percent yes we just i told him i said hey you know let me let me talk to the rest of my family let's let's just run through some things real quick and we knew we were going to do it it was just you know figuring out what the rest of the game plan looked like is this all of a sudden was, you know, I, I guess you could say like a life changing deal or just what the next couple months were going to look like and, um, and how we're all, who's going home, who's staying, like how we're going to go to Jackson and whatnot. And, uh, so long story short, I told him at the end of the night, he walked over after I ran my C main or whatever. And I told him I'm, I was in and, and then, uh, the, let's see, it was the next day I pulled the seat out of my car. Because uh, I was going to try to put my seat in their car, which it ended up having some complications, so that didn't work. So I ended up just running Jacob's seat, but which was which was great. But um, yeah, basically, like we just we hung out the next couple of days, and then uh, we ran Husits, and then we went to Jackson, and 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 then and just followed them all the way back west here. Which I mean, the timing was great, you know, getting ready to come to at least places I was familiar with, and and just a time of year when I think you know it, it, it's good to hop in the car and and then you know get ready for some East Coast races as well. So what's it been like getting to work with a legend of our sport like Bobby Allen through this experience on the road so so far? It's it's been incredible. You know, I, I Bobby what what's great about him is just his personality and how he how he is as a as an owner, you know, I mean he you know, he wants us to be successful. He but he also he knows that it is gonna take some time. I you know, our team obviously we're it it's like we're um, you know, I, like I, I, being the new guy, it's like you have new coworkers, uh, you know, never worked with, I got Tyler and Blake there. I got awesome crew guys that work really, really hard and already, you know, have, um, you know, got a lot of uh, time to spend with them already a little bit as we went through Jackson, North Dakota, and then now Washington and stuff. And so like, you know, it's great that like I already, you know, I'm friends with them and, 
Um, and then him as an owner, like, you know, like I said, he's, he's easy going, but he, you know, he just wants us to do our best and just keep working towards the, towards the goal and, and drive hard and try to be smooth and, um, you know, take care of his equipment. So he has a lot that he offers as far as, you know, on all ends of it, um, you know, from just showing how he runs the race team, you know, that has been cool. How, you know, basically, you know, uh, showing how shark racing makes it happen. That's uh, that's awesome. And just, you know, every little bit of it. And then also, of course, he was a driver, so he can give advice on that side of things and the mental side of it. And then and then also, you know, how to make the car go fast. Uh, and I think that's why, you know, shark racing has been successful and ha has had the story they do um, with, with both their cars. So uh, working with him has been great. You know, he has a lot of sayings and that's that's great. You know, he talks a lot about how how hindsight is everything and it's easy to always look back or um you know he and he and he's always i mean what's great about him is he's always wanting to be better you know he's had an incredible career and he's still on the phone every single morning with all his people his engine builders you know whatever it may be just trying to you know get that a little bit more and and he wants to get that little bit more out of us get a little bit more out of the crew guys like you know, uh, he, he said in his day, he wore out all his mechanics. So, so he's, he's, he's pushing us all as far as possible, but the, just a great guy. And I, I feel like, um, you know, out of, out of there's, you know, there's a lot of teams out there and whatnot, but I, I really think I fit well with shark racing and how they do things as is, you know, it's very similar to what I come from in a family operation that really does it the right way. The other side of this opportunity is you've been in a, a position now to be teammates with Logan Schuhart out on the road. Have you been able to lean lean on Logan for any any tips or advice through this process so far? Yeah, I have. You know, and in Logan's, uh, you know, he's a really he's a really good person as well. Um, you know, very focused and good at what he does. You know, I, just in the short time, I can tell like not only on the driver's side of things and like how he he can be like a per, he's, you know we're all perfectionists, but but then on the setup side of things and how he makes him, his car go fast himself with his team. Uh, so, so yeah, in, in many different areas, you know, getting to lean on him has been great. Um, and, and it's just, it's nice to have someone like that close because he's obviously been on the tour. He, he's experienced just about every bit of it, the highs and the lows, the journey of building up. And so for me to be in the situation I'm in with the people around me, it, it, it's really cool. And uh, I think, you know, you need a good support system like that on the outlaws. Cause I, as I've quickly realized, it's just, it's highs and lows. It's, it's tough. Uh, you know, one night things couldn't go more perfect. Like we had at Skagit where, you know, we almost had a perfect night. We won everything and then dropped back a little bit in the A, but, you know, top five or whatever, drew the one in the dash, like every little, little detail. And it, it was like, man, it felt like, all right, if every night went like this, man, we're, this is incredible. And then, you know, the next you're, you're 26 quick and you draw a bad pill in qualifying track slick, whatever it is. So it's uh yeah, you really got to have good people around ground you and so specifically having another driver that has done it you know bobby's done it so you have that um but logan you know doing it in this era and, and knows all the guys that i'm around and the drivers i'm around and and then even any even jacob i've talked to him a little bit too and obviously you know it's having having him as well so you both logan and jacob just as as a contact and someone that can um you know be helpful for for me as i kind of I'm on this very, you know, I'm very green to to all of this and actually being on the road and being with the team and and uh, you know racing with really the best drivers in the in the world. So for the for the race fans who maybe aren't as familiar with you and your background, let's kind of run the clock back a little bit. But kind of walk me through some of your your racing backstory. I know you're you know from the the Oregon area. I started in outlaw cars. You've done some 360 stuff, but kind of walk me through what Tanner Holmes's racing backstory looks like to get you to this point in your career. Yeah, so 
I started racing, so I was born in 2003, so I started about five years old. So, like, we're looking at, like, 2008, 2009. Um, and, you know, racing on the West Coast doesn't, I would say, like, it doesn't mean as much as the in the Midwest at the higher at the higher ranks. But in some of the, the lower ranks, you could say we have a lot of good starting divisions out here. You know, micros are big, quarter midgets have their, their deal. And then we have outlaw carts as well, which outlaw carts on the West Coast are, you know, arguably especially 10 years ago but but you know even now like they're one of the best forms of how to get into it competitive and the tracks and the competition and whatnot so uh, about three hours south of me there was a track red bluff outlaws and cycling speedway which are kind of the the two well-known were you know larson and rico and logan cv and all these guys kind of came from so i i got started in that route but but didn't immediately start there you know got a cart in about 2008 my dad's friend basically convinced him to to trade it out for some work in my dad's business when they they met with the client and he had a go-kart for sale and my dad's friend was a huge race fan and my dad he didn't know nothing about he didn't know nothing about nothing like he he just you know maybe knew what nascar was and very basic fan of of just kind of what racing is didn't know nothing about dirt and you know kinzer and donnie shots and all these guys right so um long story short my dad's friend named bob he convinced him to get to get this uh get this go-kart and we went racing at our local track which is known as a southern oregon speedway and raced and you know i didn't really know what i was getting into either i was five years old and i was just i was just happy to try it and i quickly became a fan and fell in love with the sport and then we started going to you know the toughest tracks because my parents were always the type like if we're going to do this and you know obviously you want to have fun with it at seven, eight, nine years old. But like, if we're going to start doing this, like, you know, we want to do what we can do to, to be the best. And, and so running places like Red Bluff and Cycland and where there's 30 and 40 cars a night in every class, you know, and the, and the best kids are traveling around from hours away to come race uh, winter and summertime. So you can kind of do it all year round. We just quickly, quickly did that and, and, and started kind of making those steps. Uh, and I think that was really big for me at a young age. And, and that's where I think a lot of the drivers nowadays are, are, you know, getting so good as they can, I mean, they can race so much and year round and it's really crazy compared to even what I came from and the people before me came from. So started doing that. And then as I moved up through the cart ranks, winning races and stuff, I got hooked up with uh, QRC and Jimmy Elledge. And so I drove his house car for, I mean, I even still run some races in it today or whatever, but, you know, drove for a solid five years for him. And that was kind of like my first opportunity driving someone's race car. And I, and I learned a lot from racing with Jimmy, um, even now into the situation that I, that I'm in, because I, you know, he was one only, I've only driven a couple different people's cars, always kind of ran for my family. You know, we always believed that, you know, we, we did do it kind of ourselves unless there was a really, really good opportunity available just because nowadays there's a lot of uncertainty with rides and, all that stuff. And we always just were like, you know, if we can do it, let's just, let's just build our own deal and have our, have our own partners and, and, and kind of just make it happen. And we can just do it how we want to do it. But like I said, learned a lot from racing with Jimmy and, and, you know, a very close friend and like a father figure in my life because of all the, all what he taught me on like how, how to run a race team and, you know, how he runs his business QRC and how to set up a car and make it go fast and then how to be the best driver I can be. So like a lot of that, like I said, I take now into my opportunity with shark racing and stuff like that, but got into sprint cars in 2017, 2018 after running carts forever. Um, and just quickly started, uh, you know, running in the limited class, which is like our, our starter class out here, like a 305 and, um, you know, won a couple races and then got into a 360 and then got into a 410 in 2021 and then ran my first outlaw race in, in 2021 at Skagit, 
Um, and basically from there, like just kind of kept moving up. And, you know, like I said, we always just tried to race as much as we can. And I would say by, you know, 2017, 2018 is probably when we, we got, if, if, if people are there and know um, what I'm kind of talking about, but you get to this point in your life where you're probably racing so much that it's like that, like I said, that basically is your life or that is, you know, there's not a lot else going on. So probably in you know, the last five years, we've been really, really heavily into it, just running a big schedule and doing all we can. And my younger sister races as well. So that kind of adds on top of it. So even if maybe I'm not racing, like she's racing or we're working on a car or you're doing something. Now, the other big part of your life I want to ask about you, what was your presence on social media? A lot of the importance that you place in that, especially as a video guy myself, what you do with your YouTube channel. So kind of tell me how the the YouTube and the the vlogging side came came to be to now grow it into the nearly what 70 80,000 subscribers you have on the channel right right now. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh that's been a fun project and you know something I probably didn't ever you never really know what something might turn out to be, but kind of how the YouTube thing came about was just, you know, I wanted to, you know, I've always been into video, not necessarily like the the tech side of it in like creating the, a super cool video, just like just filming and kind of making something, I guess, um, in a very basic way. Ever since I was kind of a kid, I really watched a lot of YouTube, didn't watch a lot of TV. And, and kind of when I started was, you know, YouTube came out in 2006, but, you know, it probably didn't really start to get kind of big in front of a lot of people's eyes until 2013, 14, 15. So, you know, when I was 10, 11 years old, just, you know, watching a lot of YouTube and, you know, all these, um, you know, very well-known channels, I guess, and, and what people were doing. And so I think a combination of like me having that desire. And then also like, by the time I was about 13, my mom was kind of, my mom and my parents were pushing me, um, you know, maybe you should consider doing not necessarily like a YouTube channel. That's, they had no idea that that's what it was going to be, but just something involved with talking, you know, they kind of thought that I had a, maybe a gift of, of speaking and, and doing that. And that's obviously something that's a very uncomfortable thing for most people. And it's still uncomfortable for me to this day, like public thinking of public speaking and whatnot. But um, yeah, so long story short, they kind of, I think they gave me that little push for, for maybe a, a year or two uh, around 2015, 2016. And so I kind of started making some videos that I never posted. And then sure enough, I came up with the idea and those were completely not related to racing. That was just kind of stuff around the house and sports. And I was really into all that. But I came up with the idea of what if I just document my races, like, you know, bring everyone through a, a night, like a, a, every night is an episode. And I got the idea because I followed some of the people on YouTube that did other extreme sports. So I thought that maybe by me, you know, doing um, dirt racing, which not a lot of people know about, they might find my content and be like, wow, this is incredible. And then just get hooked. And then it's, you know, and then not only does it, it, it will help myself, it'll help grow the sport. And so started my first video actually uh, was in September, I think it was September 3rd or September 4th, 2016. And then basically, I guess you could say the rest is history. But after, you know, a lot of a lot of videos, um, starting in 2017, I kind of made a rule for myself that I had to upload one video a week. And then ever since then, I've never missed it. I've never missed a week. I've just always posted. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, posting different types of content, but mainly racing and kind of trying this, trying that. And, you know, my my videos that started out maybe only being five, six minutes, you know, turned into seven and eight minutes. And now a lot of my videos are kind of anywhere from 12 to 18. And, Basically, it's just like a, a whole night at the track as an episode and and 
you know, a lot of, a lot of fans uh, really liked seeing that, that, in, you know, that insight to what we do. And especially now at a higher level, you know, what it, what it's like being with Sharp Racing or what our family team's like and how do we build it and how much equipment do we need? And, and just, you know, how do we wash the cars? How do we maintenance the cars? You know, how much time does that take? Oh, people don't realize that takes literally Monday through Friday to do. So just like, you know, there's a lot to it uh, that we, that, you know, it, it's cool that fans get to see that. And, uh, you know, I don't feel like any of our stuff was was a quick rise. You know, we do have a great following and very thankful for the community. We have just kind of like seven years of, of just enjoying what I do and posting a lot and going to different tracks and, um, you know, now bringing a lot of people along for the journey. And it's really cool that the story, you know, that that, that started way at the beginning, you know, starting the channel in parts and then kind of now where, where it is. But just very thankful and uh, glad that my parents you know, kind of pushed me in that direction, too, because I don't know if I would have done it on my own. But, uh, you know, now it's 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 been incredible and definitely helped, uh, you know, kind of helped helped my brand and and just, you know, want to grow dirt racing because I want to see the best for the sport. And I think it helps with that, too. Do you find when you've gone to some of these racetracks for the first time or, or any racetrack, really, you've got, you know, I feel I, I noticed, especially back at Knoxville Nationals, you'd always have a lot of younger fans around your pit area. Do you have pe- pe- people that are seeking you out to meet you at these racetracks because they've watched your vlogs on YouTube? Yeah, a lot. I mean, a, a lot of it is, is from that. And, and even nowadays, other social media platforms, uh, you know, I post heavily kind of kind of everywhere. But so a lot of a lot of people has always been from YouTube. And then I have a lot from just Facebook. And usually that's kind of like the older generation now is um, people. Any of those fans are kind of people that like my content on Facebook. But yeah, you know, a, a lot of people come to the races and you want to take pictures and see the car and I, I really enjoy that. Um, you know, we, we typically have a, a pretty good line and, and that's great. Um, you know, just getting the chance to hear everyone's stories and, you know, you know, how maybe our content or, you know, following our journey helped them in their personal life. And, and those are the ones that hit the most and, and it's really cool. But like I said, I, I really want to help dirt racing in general and help grow the sport. I think that we need as much content as possible. And that's where, you know, these, you know, like the outlaws and, and dirt vision and what you know what you guys do and in bringing all that and doing that content and, and streaming the races like we need we need as much of that as possible and then us drivers kind of have to do our part with our social media to to help grow the sport because it, it's a it's a team effort and you know people really want to see you know who are these drivers and what what is their personality like and what a uh, character traits and um and and some of our favorite things that we just do that they might find relatable uh so so kind of the youtube channel has been a good way for for me to to do that and then you know also bring a lot of people also in front of the camera a lot a lot of fans love my younger sister carly uh because she's extremely talented in, in dirt racing and not just behind the wheel uh but she also you know she she's a good mechanic and she is like like i always say she was born with the 916 french in her hand like i don't know how but it just it's just how it happened so uh so so that and, and even my parents from time to time you know get in front of the camera or i have friends that pop up and, and even some of my partners that you know also become like a character in the video that help you know make things happen back with my family car uh so yeah so hope to keep bringing that along and, and it's really cool like i said uh, you know i'm definitely continuing that as i'm on the shark racing journey and those guys are really cool with it and they love all the content too so uh it's like i said it's just it's been a huge win all around and and uh, you know hopefully it just continue keep documenting the journey and you just kind of see where it ends up now one more thing I have to ask before we move on to the the next topic is you know a, again as a camera guy video editor my myself who knows what a what a time suck editing a, a big project can become how do you find the time every week to, to edit 
and publish a, you know, as you said, 12 to 18 minute episode every week? You know, honestly, that question to this day, I still don't know how, um, <laughs> you know, I, I really don't like, and, and, uh, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Cause I, so I edit everything myself and, you know, I think like most people, you kind of just, you teach yourself and you watch videos and you figure it out. And, um, you, you know, you really do have to love it. You know, I, I, uh, I, I love the filming and, and creating more than the editing, I will say, but, but you just, it's all part of a, it's all, it's all part of it. So usually it just takes, you know, it's a couple hours of video. It's, you know, if I'm ripping, you know, if I'm setting a fast lap, it's two and a half, three hours. If it's a, if it's one of those days, it's more probably like four or four and a half, but um, you know, you just, you spend that time and luckily with between the racing and, and everything we do and stuff. So this kind of has turned into like, it's, it's my job and it's what I do. So um, that really helps. So it gives me a lot of extra time. It's not like I'm, I'm working five days a week and then trying to race and then do that as well. But, um, but yeah, no, regardless it, it is, but, um, but also like how I see it, it's just like, I, I really can't really envision myself doing it any other way. And especially in today's day and age, it just feels like if, if I wasn't, or I chose a different route, it'd kind of just be a missed opportunity, um, you know, to help the sport and help myself. So as we kind of get ready to wrap the the interview up here, I I want to start winding this down. I I, I want to ask this though. You said earlier about how how great the the timing was to kind of start at this point in the year in the the one A car because you were going to go to go to a lot of, a lot of racetracks you'd you'd been to and had laps at. Now as we get ready to wrap up our our California swing here this coming weekend at Hanford and Placerville and get ready to head back east. What's kind of the thoughts in in your head as you get ready to go see some of these really legendary stops in the sport for the first time as you get ready to go to Eldora and go to Williams Grove for the National Open and, and go see a lot of brand new racetracks for you? I'm I'm really excited. You know, I think uh, the timing, even in that, I I really I really think is good because you know it's one thing to go to these places with uh, like I said if you know like when we went to Knoxville this year you know we take our family car. And luckily for nationals, I actually, I did get uh, a crew chief that helped me out, which was tremendous, but, you know, going to places with your own equipment and everybody's new is a lot tougher than, you know, plugging me into the shark racing number one, a that these guys have ran well at, you know, or ran well at these tracks and have the notebook and have even been at this year and stuff to kind of experience the new tires you know, I know that's kind of been a huge topic of discussion, but. Um, you know, when, when you have the whole puzzle complete and then you just have to plug in one piece, it's, it's a lot, uh, it's a lot easier for everyone. So I'm excited to get to do it with them just because, you know, they're from Pennsylvania. They have a lot of laps at the Grove. They have a lot of laps at Port Royal and, you know, my teammate won the million earlier this year. So, uh, you know, so far, I, I, I really don't think it could be a better situation, no matter how you go to these places, it's going to be difficult, but having a good team and good people around you, um, definitely speeds up that process. So to me, it doesn't it doesn't make me as nervous. I'm sure there'll be a little bit, maybe come race day, you know, walking up, you know, I mean, I'm from I'm from the West Coast. So, you know, you go to walking up to Silver Dollar is kind of like the normal size of racetrack we see. And then you walk up to Eldora or Port Royal and you're like, oh, my gosh, you could fit 25 <laughs> Silver Dollars in these. You know, it, it's just it's it's just a different it's a different ball game. Uh, so but but yeah, so I think if anything like the. I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous hundred percent as much as I think I would be. Uh, it's mainly me doing my job and, and, and figuring out a little bit of the arrow, the, the arrow racing and how that big track, how the big tracks work, which, you know, I have experience doing, but, but, you know, just need more of it in, in running a place like Eldora and how that race is different than Port Royal and Williams Grove. And I am excited to get to PA. I heard the PA fans are 
are absolutely wild. Oh, and yeah. uh, I heard they either love you or hate you. And so luckily, it sounds like I'm going to be okay being in a shark racing car. So hopefully I don't get, I won't get beer cans thrown at me or something like that is what I hear. But so that's good. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to see that just the posse outlaw deal and everything you kind of see on TV and you hear about it. And then now I'm going to get to, you know, get to go live it. So it's, it's going to be a great and, and, and there's, and there's really not a crazy amount of season left as well. So I, I just feel like, you know, this is about the same amount of races I was going to run in my own stuff. I just get to travel all over the country with a great opportunity and, um, you know, hit, hit some places I've been to before. Some I haven't and check some stuff off my bucket list. Well, all right, Tanner Holmes, on that note, uh, thank you for taking the time today to talk to us. We'll let you get back to it, and uh, good luck as we get going here with the last part of the season. Absolutely. Thank you. You hear the air horn sounding, marking the final two minutes of the open red flag conditions. Well, that's going to do it for us this week here on Open Red. Thanks to every one of you for listening. A few housekeeping notes before we wrap it up this week. Please do not forget to rate, review, and follow Open Red on whatever platform you were listening to it on. So drop a few stars, leave a comment, hit that follow button. That really helps push the show into the feeds of people who aren't subscribed to the show and listening every week yet. Don't forget to follow the World of Outlaws and the Extreme Outlaw Midgets on social media across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. There's accounts there to follow one or both series everywhere. If you have suggestions for guests on the show, don't forget to tweet me at Ross and use that hashtag OpenRed anytime you have a thought on the show or a note to get to me as well. Again, thanks everybody for listening. That's going to do it this week. We'll see you next time on OpenRed. Hashtag OpenRed.